0: a new episode of new era leafs with you as always as myself joey Kanji, and my co-host uh gordon monroe he had to take a week off because for well not really unfortunately but fortunately i got my second shot of the COVID vaccine and i wasn't feeling the best so it got delayed and then the episode would usually be out a day before but it was father's day and we were busy so uh yeah happy bladed father's day to all you fathers listening and uh, Gordon, how have you been over the last two weeks since we last spoke?
1: Uh, pretty good. Um, I, I mean, in like in real life, pretty good. Uh, like this Saturday, I have my uh, my COVID vaccine booked. Nice. Um, from a Leafs perspective, I feel like it's kind of like delayed, and but it's like hitting me more and more. And I feel like I'm kind of finally coming to terms with what happened.
0: I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't think I've watched a second of hockey since the Leafs did what they did. And honestly, my mental health has been better than ever.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My mental health has been pretty good. I turned off notifications on Twitter and uh, yeah, things have been going pretty good.
0: That's good. That's good. Yeah. I don't know. Something about the Leafs and like bringing bad vibes, you know, it's just like not having any of that is uh it's a bit, has helped a lot in that regard
1: yeah yeah exactly i know it's yeah there's just so much toxicity and i mean on top of that i'll be honest a lot of the a lot of the cap friendly armchair gms that people post every other fucking day is just oh my gosh i've I seen some
0: fucking hate it i've seen some very bad ones Oh um, my god. Yeah. I think I responded to one on Twitter. Um just for fun, start the show. I'm gonna I'm gonna read that one because I remember that one being painfully bad. I'm not gonna publicly yeah. shame this person. I'm not gonna say who it was that tweeted it out. I'm just gonna read this uh armchair GM um yeah. uh team that was made. And oh my god, did it ever make me cringe?
1: Yeah, there's so many bad ones. So many people will just, I, I, and, and like it feels like sometimes they, they either go hardcore galaxy brain or just the most dumb, simplistic mm-hmm. stuff. It'll be like, oh, Morgan Riley for like a first, a top prospect, a like second round pick, a, you know, a top six forward, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And like just all this other stuff. And I don't know. It just seems really just out there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I have it pulled up this one. Okay. This one. They are literally um, about uh, $30,000 under the cap. So right away, it's like, okay, you'd want to see a little more room, especially with the roster given here. Yes, Jesus. So uh, this one here has a, a first line of Austin Matthews at center, Mitch Marner on right wing. Okay, that's normal. Left wing, Ilya Mikheyev. We're off to a terrible start.
1: Oh, my God. oh no, I saw this one.
0: We're oh, off, Lord. We are off to a terrible start. Second line: Alex <laughs> Galchenyuk, John Tavares, William Nylander. Okay, that's fine. Other than the fact that you have Ale- Alex Galchenyuk making over a million dollars, oh, like you can you will probably be able to get him for nine hundred k or under.
1: <laughs> yeah, you think so, right? Like, mm-hmm.
0: and third line: Pierre Engval, Alexander Kerfoot, and Joey Anderson. Not bad.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's uh, not, not
0: terrible. I'd like to see maybe another like more more of a scoring threat on that line, but yeah,
1: especially uh, like, if that you're... you can
0: address over free agency. But that that's fine. That's whatever. Yeah,
1: especially um, if you only have thirty thousand dollars.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see, and then you have Nicholas Robertson with Jason Spezza and Adam Brooks on the fourth line, which isn't terrible. But I don't know. I feel like putting Nick Robertson on the fourth line is putting him in a situation a in a situation to fail.
1: Yeah. I mean, they'd yeah, rather just like at that point, like he might as well just be in the AHL playing, you know, top line minutes, playing yeah. top PP, playing top PK, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Playing 20 some minutes a night. Like,
0: yeah. And, uh, just so you know, uh, they are that much. They only have like that little bit of cap room, not one fr- free agent forward signed. <laughs> from, over oh, the, Jesus. Over the, uh, over the free agency period. Okay. Now let's look at defense, which, okay. You got top pairing of Jake Muzzin and Dougie Hamilton, which is nice. I like Dougie Hamilton. I like Jake Muzzin, but let's uh, hold those horses a little bit. Yeah. legit. Jeez. And also I do not see a situation where you have Dougie Hamilton and Morgan Riley, both on the team. Oh, oh, he does. Yeah, because he has Morgan Riley as a second lefty with TJ Brody.
1: Oh, that's a little... I mean, if you can swing that, that's really great. But you could definitely see mm-hmm. how that takes away from the forward group.
0: Yeah. And then you have... The third pairing of Sandine and Lillier Grin, which I like Sandine there. I think I'd like to see Lillier Grin with Muzzin, given that what he did with Justin Hole, he'd probably be able to do really well with with Grin.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like I don't know. Yeah, there's just something about like I'd rather not have two basically rookies, you know, on,
0: playing a play third together. pair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then goaltenders Jack Campbell and. Laurent uh, Brozois. B- Bur- I don't even know how to pronounce. it. Oh,
1: Laurent Brozois, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, you can do better than that in free agency for goalie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, so the only real upgrade here is Dougie Hamilton, which I mean is a big upgrade, but
0: other jeez. than that, everything else is just so underwhelming. Like I don't even know—is that a that team? I don't even know if this t- okay if this team makes the playoffs, but it's not winning around again. Yeah, I don't think so. Like just squeezing into a wild card uh, spot like the depth on this team is terrible you're telling me that you couldn't find one free agent forward to sign
1: yeah yeah no it's oh god it's brutal and i mean you see people too they're like they keep signing like zach hyman and they'll sign him for like six million dollars and it's like no. you can get two legitimate like you, you can know, get two like, Zach
0: Hyman's for that price. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. You could literally get like Blake Coleman. I think Rachel Dory threw out like three and a half. Um, yeah, that's amazing. And you could get I mean, like
0: mm-hmm. Oh my God. And the caption on that tweet was being a GM is the easiest shit.
1: Oh no. Oh. Oh, I saw this one. <laughs> I completely forgot. I like. I it, it kind of was- reminded me when I saw Mikhaev on the to- or when I heard about Mikhaev on the top line. But oh god,
0: that was yeah. That that's that's terrible.
1: <laughs> oh Ooh. yeah, it's really bad. Holy shit.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna out the guy. No one. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but you know, just uh, yeah. Maybe maybe being a GM isn't the easiest thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, legit Jesus. I hope that was satire or something holy shit.
0: Oh god, I doubt it looking at the at at this guy's account. Oh. Yikes. <laughs> so yeah, that's a start. That's a start Jesus. to the episode. Uh
1: <laughs> Yeah, um actually speaking of uh I, I I can't really segue very well. Speaking of people <laughs> signing contracts, all
0: right, that's uh, not bad.
1: Jason Spezza, he can't, resigned recently.
0: Came back for seven hundred. What is the league minimum, right?
1: Yeah, seven hundred. Whatever the veterans 000. minimum is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's seven
0: hundred and fifty thousand. Hmm. Um. Yeah, that's exactly what I expected. It's pretty known that he's not going to play for another NHL team the rest of his career, and until he retires, he's just going to keep on signing one-year league men contracts with the Leafs. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's literally not leaving ever, so.
0: (laughs) Man, how, like, uh, we don't deserve Jason Spezza, do we? No,
1: not at all. He's just... He's just a perfect.
0: Even what he said in the uh, in his press conference after he said, "If I could take less money, I would." <laughs> Jeez.
1: Uh, is it? Was that a take, dig? Take notes, Marner. Yeah. yeah literally. Do, do we think that was a
0: dig? I don't think it was. I, I I legitimately do not think it was.
1: Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I I guess that's fair. I. I don't know. I, it it just sounds very similar to that Brendan Shanahan quote from a few years ago when he uh, when he talked about oh yeah you know we all needed to uh to, you know to take less so that we could all stick together and you know win cups. I think when he was like in Detroit or something, um, which is crazy because I think they all made insane amounts of money. But
0: mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I don't know. Like no there's not really much more to say other than like he's been like a great player the last two years
1: yeah yeah and, exactly and he seems like a great locker room guy
0: mm-hmm. yeah like um, you've seen like the video clips of him with like Austin Matthews he seems to be having a positive effect on them so yeah. excuse me and yeah uh, exactly mm-hmm. and yeah so I don't know uh, <laughs> I hope this isn't the only signing that they make <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think it will. No, definitely, a month, it definitely but... will not be like not even close.
1: Yeah, I mean, we only have we have about another month until things really start to heat up. So.
0: Yeah, and then we trade Marner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't totally hate it, but if you, if Columbus presents to you one for one, Mitch Marner. Let's say they get a deal done with line a and present to you line a for Marner, one for one. Would you do it, yes or no?
1: No. <laughs> it, well, it depends on what line a is. I mean, if it's crazy sure. undervalue in, like, long term, sure. But, like, I mean, if it's, I don't know, if it's, like, six, seven, even I would, more, I would not.
0: I would love Patrick line a playing yeah, alongside too. Austin Matthews. Like, imagine having, like, those two shots on the line together. Yeah. But it's just, like... You're gonna lose that deal if you do it with Marner.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's kind of the issue, right? Like the big thing with trading someone like Marner, This wasn't even on the on the prep, but no, but, but trading someone like Marner, I mean, you're gonna need like like you're gonna to want to maximize the value as much as you can. Like, so you're gonna to want to get a bunch of picks and mm-hmm. you know, or not a bunch of picks, but you know, you're gonna to want to get a couple picks, probably a roster player or two and maybe it a prospect from
0: any draft but this one literally
1: yeah yeah if you can get like a 2022 first like a friggin you know a solid top six player you know maybe a top nine player like a third liner and then you can get like a prospect or something like i'd mm-hmm. i'd consider it
0: and like yeah and like i've seen a bunch of people on like the twitter sphere be like um like, I think someone posed the question of if you were offered one for one, Marner and Eichel, would you do it? And like, so many Leaf fans were like, no, Eichel sucks. I'm like, you guys freaking dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my God. Sometimes I hate Leaf fans. Like, I love,
1: I love us. Like, but...
0: Eichel is legitimately like, what, a top five center in the league when he's healthy?
1: Yeah. Well, probably around there. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah who, who is in that area?
0: Who is definitively better than him. You have Matthews, Crosby, McDavid, McKinnon, who of centers who are better than Probably him. Probably Bergeron. Right? Yeah. Um, Barkov, maybe. Bergeron, but I think the age of Eichel, you put puts him over. Oh, yeah. yeah. Puts like him team over. Building wise, yeah.
1: I'd want Eichel.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe Barkov. Yeah. I don't,
1: he, I'd say he's top 10. I was just kind of being really semantics mm-hmm. or really semantical there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so like although mark michael michael is probably a ranger let's be honest here <laughs> yeah most likely uh anyways so let's actually get to what we were to the prep of what we were actually going to talk about today um so the least might be losing their assistant coaches
1: <laughs> or at least i i don't know did you read the report because i'll be honest i did not but <laughs> i i just kind of got way too excited at the possibility of uh of us uh, losing our dear friend, Manny Malhotra.
0: Well, the only one I saw is that there's like some legitimate interest in like David Haxtell. I think it was as a head coach. Oh. Or was it just for like other assistant jobs? I have no idea, but.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: But yeah, I know that there's like legitimate interest in him. And to be honest, I don't know who's going to be interested in. And Manny Malhotra, but apparently there is interest there.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I think it'd probably just be, I don't know. Like like you think that people would be interested in them or just kind of like interested, you know, the fact that there's like a younger coach out there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, so maybe him. And I was even thinking maybe Paul McClain. Is Paul McClain
0: still an assistant coach for us?
1: Yeah, I think so. Right.
0: I thought he only have two assistants on the bench or am I just like,
1: Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I think, yeah. He's on the bench, but he, uh but
0: he was like the eye in the sky sort of thing for the power play. Apparently. Oh, was he? I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about, I honestly, I completely forgot about him.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. He like, he like didn't show up anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Never heard him quoted or anything.
0: No, like I, yeah, I completely forgot, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh He's there. The, I used to, I used to, uh, tease, tease him and be like oh look this guy looks like a walrus
1: <laughs> oh yeah his mustache
0: mm-hmm. yeah um, I don't know I don't really have too much to say like other than like I don't know like there's to me like there's two different versions of Manny Malhotra there's like mm-hmm. pre-March Manny Malhotra which was like <laughs> everyone was like oh shit this guy's a genius and then there's March to present day Manny Malhotra which is this guy fucking sucks
1: yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I mean, so I'm definitely like, it's kind of fun to like get on the bandwagon and shit on him. But like, in all honesty, like I actually wouldn't mind them having one more year with him just to kind of play it out and see. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like he was two very extremes, right? Like he was like, yeah. had one of the best power plays in the league for like two months. And then had like one of the worst power plays in the league for like two months. <laughs> Yeah, so I just, I, I'd weird. like to see. Yeah. And and I mean, you kind of think like you kind of think that like a power play consisting of threats of like Austin Matthews, John Tavares, William Nylander, Mitch Marner is going to break through at some point. So mm-hmm.
0: I don't know for me, I feel like why even like structure a power play, just send them out there and let them do their thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, especially when you have like that sort of talent, like you probably could.
0: Yeah. Just say just go wild.
1: (laughs) Yeah, play with your instincts.
0: Like Like, I feel like they're responsible enough to like not do anything too stupid when like not instructed to do much at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, you think so, right? Marner's like Marner's legitimately really good defensively. So
0: Yeah, Marner got sulky votes, didn't he?
1: Yeah. I feel like Matthews did too.
0: Mm -hmm. well i don't know but i think it would be like don't a lot of people call the selkie just like the heart trophy runner up like that's what like voters have turned it into
1: is that is it
0: is that or am i thinking of another award you might you're probably right i just Mm -hmm. i don't don't know know. i've heard that before so i'm just going with it
1: oh yeah i mean possibly (laughs) i i mean it's very possible i just yeah no i i haven't heard that but i mean It would kind of make sense, I guess. Now thinking of it, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just know people are terrible, like evaluating defenses, and like, (sighs) I don't know. It's always really weird. There's always really weird um, players runner ups, like (laughs) there, as well Mm -hmm. as on uh, like the Norris Trophy and stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't really got much else to say about the the assistant coaches.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't hate to lose Hackstall. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul McLean, too.
0: I feel like they're replaceable.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly right.
0: Um, Yeah, so this this goes to show you the amount of news that we have. Um, (laughs) They're they're talking about assistant coaches and whether or not they're going to leave or not. But there was one thing that I know um, Gordon really, really wanted to talk about. So I'll let him take the... I'll let, I'll let him take it from here and introduce what, what we're going to be talking about next.
1: All right. So um, in the last little bit, as you might've noticed, you know, I I know you and me have not really been watching hockey, but the Islanders have made the, uh, the semifinals once again mm-hmm. and it uh, sparked, you know, just a new round of discourse. Very nice. We always love hockey Twitter discourse um, or not even just hockey Twitter discourse, more like media hockey discourse. Um, and people were bringing up, you know, oh, did the Leafs screw up by letting Lou Lamarello go? Oh, look at what the Leafs could have if they just, you know, kept Lou Lamarello and the all Leafs, these sorts of things.
0: The Leafs could have had a Barry Trotz. Yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> right? Like,
1: it's so dumb. Like, I absolutely hate it. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. It's the worst discourse. Worst it's like takes.
0: it's like the laziest take you can ever have. Yeah. It's like, look, he was here, and now he's there, and then look, (laughs) yeah, without like looking, without like looking at it for more than like two seconds.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's like the issue. The best thing that Lou Lamorello has done since he became Islanders GM was hired, probably one of, if not the best coach in the NHL,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in Barry Trotz,
0: and which, by the way. You, you know, uh, the Leafs could have uh, probably gotten no. Babcock was under contract, and he was not going to get fired at that time.
1: Yeah, two years in, like, and also,
0: and also, um, um, I don't think Barry Trotz's system would ever work with the group that the Leafs have. Yeah, no way. Could you imagine telling, like, Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, and, like, all these, like, offensive talent, even, like, Kapanen and, like, Jansen at the time, okay, guys, don't even bother with your fancy offense stuff. You're playing defense.
1: (laughs) Yeah, literally. And, I mean, to be honest, like, there's no way in hell we signed JT, um, I think, if Lula Morello was in town.
0: Well, Oh, yeah, no, yeah, true. That was, yeah, he would not have signed John Tavares, not at all. And like, I think missing him in this last playoff series proves how valuable he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Like, like when the Leafs lost John Tavares, I looked at the depth and I was like, shit, maybe this depth isn't as great as I thought it was.
1: Yeah, yeah, really exposed the whole way. Eh? Because, like, mm-hmm. when you look at depth, you always, like, look at the lineup as a fully healthy lineup. And you're like, hey, you know, the third line's fine. Mm-hmm. And then the moment your second line center goes down, you're like, ah, you know what? It's not that great.
0: <laughs> no, there's a big, gigantic... Uh, hole over there that uh we just did not account for,
1: yeah, yeah and I mean like I mean most teams are gonna look a little you know
0: if you're missing an eleven al- an eleven million dollar player yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly right so most teams are gonna look a little you know a little weak um when they're missing their second line center, but Who's like the fucking
0: <laughs> Canadians anyway yeah <laughs> yeah, oh Lord,
1: but no, so. Basically what this brought up in my mind was I decided to kind of spend the last week or so looking back at how things went with Lou Lamorello as GM of the Leafs. And uh, it let me do a couple takes, but I figured, you know, just to be fair, we would kind of start off with the kind of what Lou Lamorello did. Right. Um, So as Leafs GM Lou, had the Kadri and Riley extensions. Um, Kadri mm-hmm. signed for six years at four and a half million dollars, which I mean, most people would say so is good really value. good. Yeah, yeah, it's good value. But I mean, oh yeah, and, and another thing too is here is people like to point to these and point to the Barzal contract and say that the that um. There's no way in hell that Nylander would have signed for $7 million. No way in hell Matthews or Marner would have signed for too much. But, and, and I mean, they always point to these contracts. If anybody's like,
0: complaining about the Matthews contract, you need to like shut up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Matthews like, is legitimately a top three player in the NHL. He, you give him whatever the fuck he wants.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, I, I went through some of the comparables earlier as well. And I'm actually pretty convinced that like these
0: are solid contracts. Even the, the
1: Marner ne- contract, the which Nylander deal. Big,
0: The Nylander deal is probably one of the best in the league.
1: Oh, yeah. It's great. It's amazing. And I mean, like even the Marner contract, it's like it is probably about a million dollars more than you'd want. You know, it's not the greatest contract. But like you look at some of the comparables and I mean, like it's comparable to uh, the Claude Giroux contract that he signed in 2013. I mean, Marner outproduced him and okay. had, it had a very similar cap hit percentage. Um, it's very similar, obviously, to like the Nikita Kucherov contract, which is about a million bucks cheaper. Um, the Mikko Rantanen contract, which, I mean, was kind of influenced, I think, by the Marner contract. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, that was about a million bucks cheaper. But I mean, he outproduced like all these guys uh, yeah. when they signed their deal. It's so like he had a better... Points per game than all these guys, um, on top of playing PK and things like that. So, I mean, what
0: I just sorry to interrupt, but this oh, thought no, came across my head. Know what, what, like, is my biggest pet peeve? Like, what makes me like so unbelievably angry? What hearing the oh, look at what McKinnon signed for, um, uh, oh, talks when people talk about like what Matthews and Marner make.
1: Yeah. Oh, god, it, it's. <sighs>
0: it's so brutal it's like how lazy like, are you to like come up with a take like that like it's not like like was mckinnon was getting like it was getting like some people were saying he was going to be a bust with how he was playing yeah. like his like in, in his entry level years yeah. and then like i remember like when that contract was first signed people were saying that's an overpay
1: yeah yeah exactly right like he I mean, he was crap. He was scoring like fifty, maybe sixty points a he, year. Like he usually was, around fifty. Like
0: he was just a he was just, just like a a depth piece on like a really good team, like that. Uh, like based on what he was producing.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Right. Like he was producing like basically like Tyler fucking Bozak, yeah. <laughs> like Nazem Kadri level. Like he was producing mm-hmm. like you know a middle six center basically. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like he was killing it or anything.
0: And then all so, of a sudden you signed that deal and just decided, Oh no, I am. I, I am elite.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's really similar to the, uh, to the Pasternak contract. Yeah. You look at when he signed, like he was, you know, he was very similar points, like point per game. I think maybe the exact same or something like that. It's like William Nylander Mm -hmm. and people were always like, there's no way in hell Willie can get, you know, uh, more than Pasternak did. Like look at Pasternak, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I mean, they were literally the same player when they needed, when their contracts were up, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like how do people not see that? Like it's easy
0: to look at something and like come and like completely like ignore Uh, every single piece of context and just look at it from like from like how you want it like just to support your narrative it's easy to do that
1: yeah exactly and I think that's what a lot of people do too uh, when looking at like things like the Kadri and Riley deal Um, Mm -hmm. because I mean they're good don't get me wrong but like Cadre was, had like 45 points the year before he had like a career low shooting percentage season, like, and there's no secret about it. Like he just wasn't that good. And then he followed this contract signing up with two straight 32 goal seasons. Like, so, I mean, yes, it, it is a good deal and I'm not trying to take away from it, but like, you know, people act like Kadri was, you know, the 60 point 30 goal scoring Kadri that we all knew and loved, you yeah. know? But he wasn't. He had, like, a Mm -hmm. really down year. And, I mean, it wasn't even down in comparison to Mm -hmm. his career before that. Like, he had, like, his career high was, like, 50 points. Like, it wasn't like this guy was the Kadri we all, you know, we all loved so much. No, he
0: wasn't. And so... Kadri was actually, like, that scapegoat that, like, Nylander is now for, like, so many people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like... I, I mean, yeah, like so many people hated fucking Catcher for so long, mm-hmm. and like, I, I from the stories and things, it sounds like Leaf Management had a lot of issues with them for no no particular reason, really. Um, I mean, there probably was some like partying and stuff, but like nothing
0: insane. Oh my god, a guy in his early twenties in a big city was partying. Yeah,
1: yeah, literally, as like their the horror. Prospect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got that. Mm -hmm. And then the exact same day he signed Morgan Riley for six years at $5 million. Um, The comparables, like it's really comparable, you know, to Hampus Lindholm. Um, I mean, they very similar production and I mean, very similar contracts. And the thing too, with Riley that we have to remember is Riley at that point had just hit a career high of like 30 something points,
0: (laughs) Like, it's not like... And then, what, two years after he signed that deal, he got 72 points and was a Norse candidate or almost yeah. a Norse candidate?
1: Yeah, I think he was third or fourth in, like, voting or something. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's definitely really good, but it's, like, a lot of these contracts, a lot of what happens, and, like, this is, like, my biggest issue, I guess, with the, the big three contracts, because Tavares doesn't really count in this, is people, like, a lot of times, players take a while to you know, break out in the league. So they'll have a couple bad seasons, you know, a couple mediocre seasons, whatever, you know, maybe have like a man season, just like a few
0: pedestrian seasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like they'll have decent ish Mm -hmm. production. Yeah. Then they get over their ELC, they sign a deal and then all of a sudden they break out and it's like, Oh wow. They hit their potential. Like that's insane. Mm -hmm. Like the Leafs, like, And it's good, but it's also, like, a curse in a way. All their players, like, almost immediately broke into the league and, like, were what they were.
0: It's a a blessing and a curse, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, Marner in his third season had 94 points. Like... Mm
0: -hmm. Matthews got 40 goals in his rookie year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it was on pace to surpass that every year after. Mm-hmm. Like it's just he had injuries. And then, like, he, he was going to
0: been- get 50 last season if it didn't get yeah. shortened. Yeah. Exactly. He was 141 in 54 rocket. games this year. Yeah. Wait, less than that. Wait, how many games did he play this year? I think it was forty-two and fifty-two or something. That's ri- that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I think that's yeah, legitimately insane.
0: like I think the only like I I think era adjusted the only like better goal scoring season was like Brett Hall's.
1: Yeah, or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's insane. Like he, like he era adjusted. Actually, it's funny that you bring that up. Is currently like outscoring or something like yeah. that like he's really good like he is insane and i mean like the moment he entered in the league like primary goals like he's like been the leader in it like he's just or primary dominated. points yeah or no primary goals oh or no primary goals yeah primary, yeah, goals primary points thing. i think <laughs> yeah my bad <laughs> yeah no because goals are primary point oh lord but yeah so he's just he, he's he been insane oh no even strength goals that's what i was thinking yeah. my bad strength um, goals, yeah like he's been like one of the best in the league or the best in the league like he's just he's been insane and most players aren't immediately like that and like the ones that are are like ovechkins crosby's malkins you know mcdavid's like those sort of guys so it's very the generational it players <laughs> Yeah, right? So it makes a lot of sense that even Nylander with his production 60-some points, like, that's not that common. That guy's two, there are two seasons in the league Mm -hmm. have back-to-back 60-point seasons. Like, that's not that common, you know? And, like, look at Brady Kachuk, for instance. Like, he's never surpassed 45 points. His highest, Season so far is on pay state like fifty. He could sign for say four point five million dollars, and then two years down the line, when the
0: sends are better or good, you know, it has more like yeah, uh, it could have 60 talent around points. him. Yeah,
1: yeah, and so it's like, and that will look like a steal, but it's like he didn't produce like
0: the Leafs big three. Did. You can only, I think, the best way to assess a contract is to look at the day that it was signed and what the player did up to that date.
1: Yeah, yeah, basically right.
0: Like that's the I think that's the most effective way to like judge how a general manager does in terms of like assigning deals and and stuff because like you can't look at it after like like these general managers don't have a crystal ball and can look into the future and stuff. Yeah yeah right and, and like like a lot of people like pretend that they do but like that's yeah. definitely not the case they just look at what they've done up to that point and look at if there's any trends in their stats or whatever that prove that they can do this more and more like improve on these numbers like over over their careers and that's how that's how mm-hmm. the numbers are come up with in these contracts as like it's it's really not that difficult to 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 look at it that way but it's like like I said, it's very easy for a lot of people who have their opinions about, like, the new administration to just completely ignore all context and just be like, oh, look at this.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? I mean, I, I will cut a caveat in there. Obviously, you know, you have the... Uh, lately you can kind of deductively reason, right? With, like, some, like, Milan Lucic contract, like, that's, you know, it's like, wow, a player who hits a ton, you know, is probably yeah. not going to age very well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, like some of that right but like yeah mm-hmm. no i i definitely agree with what you mean right like it, it, it's kind of like what makes the dry sidle contract especially at the time not that good because he hadn't really shown anything like he hadn't driven his own line or anything like he didn't even score i think he was scoring like similarly to Nylander level. levels he's making you know eight or something yeah know, 8.5 by uh mm-hmm. like eight years or seven years or something like that like really yeah. high you know really high value uh or really yeah really high um a really big contract and it, like he hadn't really shown i mean it's working it's paid it off for time. them oh yeah yeah big time right but mm-hmm. uh, i i mean they paid right mm-hmm. they paid a premium for yeah him,
0: but... so uh, anyways uh you you were listing off good things yeah. did, and <laughs> we got sidetracked
1: right. <laughs> um yeah, so there's that uh and then there's some other things, you know, like I'll get into this a little bit more. Uh he oversaw, you know, the the Matthews picks, so oversaw a couple of the good
0: holes oh, cuz that that I'm sorry, that Matthews pick <laughs> needed so much overseeing.
1: Well, I mean, I will give him credit for tanking well. He tanked pretty good. I mean, the team sucked. He did his little... Uh, and I don't even know if I can give him credit for this because I looked this up last night and uh, Brandon Pridham was signed in 2014. Like, he was brought in to the organization in 2014.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I know a lot of people, you know, gave Lou credit for, like, things like roboda Island, um, holding out JVR and Nazem Kadri, or I think it was him and Bozak in the tank year, you know, being like, oh, yeah, they're injured quote unquote
0: who was very good at like finding loopholes and stuff yeah. i'll give him that
1: but what i'm wondering is if that was mostly Brandon pridham knowing what we know now
0: that's very true as well
1: like i don't know but i'll give him credit for it because what he did wrong i'm also just going to hammer him
0: for it so mm-hmm. well like the thing is too like like i don't think like we should just all be like absolutely hating on Lou Lamarello too, because mm-hmm. I know for a fact that like, he's had such a big influence on Kyle Dubas. Like apparently they're still like pretty good friends and like, and like keep in contact yeah. with each other. And I'm pretty sure he said, like he said before, like Kyle Dubas that like, he's learned, like they've learned a lot from each other. And like mm-hmm. Kyle Dubas is the reason why in the Islanders, they have like such a, they have such a big like analytics department now. And yeah, Lou Lamarello never had that before. And and like just like a lot of things that Dubis has learned from, yeah, from Lou as well. Like which I, uh, I don't remember what it was that he said um, specifically, but like you can tell that there's like that like someone who's been in the game that long. Like I think you can definitely learn a lot from. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, definitely should give him that. Like, he did that. He gave a lot of credibility to the organization at a time when, like, we were literally a laughing stock. Like, I yeah. know people like still poke fun at the Leafs, obviously due to their failures. And I stuff, mean, but, like, the Leafs were like a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like the Buffalo Sabers yeah. at the time. Like, really bad and mm-hmm. poorly run. And he gave them a lot of legitimacy you know, help the culture and instilled a lot of rules and like values, I think, and things like that.
0: So. I mean, say what you want about like Mike Babcock too, but like mm-hmm. bringing him into like helped with that as well. Like you're bringing yeah. Missy and like, and like help the culture and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, obviously, 100%. obviously it didn't work out, but like in those first few years, you could see the effect that the positive effect that like Mike Babcock brought to the team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Right. Like, I mean, they just, they both helped so much. And like all of my criticism and like things like that is, you know, we don't mention it much because like, I think it's, you know, it's it's just something that like all Leaf fans kind of recognize, like, yeah, this team, or at least the fans who have, I think, went through those years Mm -hmm. um, leading up to that and then have kind of seen it now. Like, I mean, this organization, like they didn't have a relationship with Dave Keon. Because they were just so shitty, but this whole from Lula or from Shanahan down, you know, they all kind of you know rekindled those uh, relationships, you know, kind of and just changed everything about the Leafs pretty much.
0: Nick, I'm not gonna lie, I think there was a little bit of like um, shenanigans going on with that Dave Keon relationship in the sense that they named him the top Leafs player of all yeah. time and i was like yeah he's definitely up there but i did not think he would be like number one
1: yeah i'm like nah man they,
0: but but they i guess they had to named. i guess they had to do something to like be like hey we want you back as part of like this this uh organization mm-hmm. kind of thing like we want to maintain a relationship for you which whatever it, like that's not even that big of a deal like i'm not even upset yeah. about it or anything
1: yeah i mean i was upset at the time it should have been. Matt I just Sundin. thought
0: it should have been Matt Sundin, Matt Sundin or Daryl Sittler, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of those two guys, too. I mean, honestly, you know, it's like the the tired, you know, Matt Sundin wired Austin Matthews. They should have just preemptively named him
0: the best player in, or- in franchise history. Yeah, he never played. He played three games still, but he scored four goals that one game. So he's the best. Because <laughs> exactly. that's the year that they did it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was? Yeah, that was the hundred year. Yeah. Oh, man that's such a that's like just such a perfect time like to mm-hmm. change it over like
0: I it was know. i remember that like their whole thing like that year was like was like making the next 100 years like like starting the next 100 years off right
1: yeah and they did i i think so
0: i think well. yeah they did and uh, well it's still pretty early in the 100 years so
1: yeah <laughs> well
0: yeah yeah true mm-hmm. true
1: shit. um mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there's that. And then, obviously, the what did he do wrong? Um, I just, I, I, I mean, I mostly just have contracts listed down. Um, yeah. Nikita Zaitsev, 4.5 oh, million by seven. I don't I think. Up, oh, sorry.
0: I, I don't think the cap hit was as bad as the, as the term that was given to Zaitsev.
1: Yeah, like if he did 4.5 by like two years or something like that, that's not terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, but like he literally gave him the John Klingberg contract, <laughs> and mm-hmm. Nikita Zaitsev, uh, nowhere near John Klingberg, not yeah. even in the same
0: realm league. of like, yeah, like oh man. And then like, you know what's funny? There's like sense mm-hmm. fans saying like, saying like, "Ha, Dubis <sighs> is such an idiot. He he gave us Zaitsev, and it's like." It's and he took CC hard. from us and it's like, Saitsev is not good. Even watching him with Ottawa, like he's not good. I don't understand what you yeah.
1: see. Saitsev <laughs> is probably worse than CC to be honest.
0: Yeah. Like if anything, they're com- they're super comparable and we yeah. only had to pay one four and a half million for one year instead of another five years after that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was the real win there, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then on top of that, he uh, he signed a goon, um, literally, uh, Matt Martin, four years at $2.5 million.
0: This but one's not on the worst
1: one, but it's just – it's so – yeah, it, exactly. It's so fucking stupid.
0: Like, I understand s- bringing in someone like that for, like, such a young team. Like, it's a little mm. old-headed, but, like, I get it. Yeah. But, but like, like, you didn't need to sign him for that much.
1: Yeah, yeah, like $2.5 million or mm. – for four years it's like why didn't they just bring up rich clune like why yeah, rich clune is, like,
0: is like great for like like helping out like younger guys and stuff and like and like, like just like like what he did with like the culture on the marlies and stuff like i don't like i think he could have done some good working with like matthews and marner and stuff
1: yeah it is, is the drop off that much like mm-hmm. is it really that like like even if you think clune is worse than matt martin like is it just that much worse that like signing a guy for $750,000 or whatever is like, what the fuck? I don't know. It's so dumb. I mean like four mm-hmm. years, why four years? <laughs> why not one or two? Like it just, Oh, mm-hmm. so stupid. Um,
0: Even Mike Babcock made... was done with him. Remember like oh, yeah. one day decided this guy's not going to touch the ice ever again. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Literally. Like, and he just, oh man i kind of feel bad for him in that sense but it's like man he yeah
0: he's getting paid two and a half million yeah so, um, I, I
1: mean that's that's probably the best coaching decision babcock made
0: yeah for real mm-hmm.
1: like he just sat a guy for half a year and was like no just fucking trade him please yeah. get him off my fucking team <laughs>
0: that's literally what it was yeah he, he got the josh leville treatment <laughs> oh my god
1: yeah oh, shit. oh lord and then on top of that uh he signed patrick marlowe 6.25 million for three years which this is a bad deal this is one of those deals where it's like everybody at the time said the third year is gonna fucking suck
0: yeah because the two years before that cap space came like out of a- like like there was so much cap space That the hit didn't matter But then they mm-hmm. knew that after that They're going to have to sign the big guys And yeah. that contract is going to get in the way of that
1: Yeah Like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah exactly And then not on top not only that But like you're going to be paying essentially I mean people already didn't assume you drop off this much But like you're essentially just paying a paperweight Six and a half or six and a quarter million dollars Yeah for
0: everyone like gets pissed off at dubis for like having to trade like a first to get rid of that but like that if if fucking lou amorello wasn't an idiot and didn't like sign that much of a like that deal for someone like that then he wouldn't have to trade that first round pick
1: yeah exactly right and it's like i mean i don't know like and this is another thing too i can bring up the aisle stuff too it's like you look at how horrible he jacked up the Islanders, uh, caps, like their books. <laughs> like it's so bad. And it's like, I- I'm glad we didn't have to live through that. Once that Marlowe deal, you know, was up. Mm-hmm. Or once it was coming into that third year of that Marlowe deal and like M- Marner and Matthews were up <laughs> and it was like, you know, like, like, what well, like what well, we're going to lose. Were we going to lose Kadri then or, Um, riley then and just use them as like a cap dump you know two seconds or whatever for him or a second round pick for him because we need that extra cap space to sign marner like Mm -hmm. like what he did with devin taves there two second round picks for their best fucking defenseman and this is kind of funny too i looked at the uh islanders cap friendly page leo komarov which lou 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 lamorello signed And Matt Martin, their combined cap hits make up more than Devin Taves.
0: Like, I don't understand how you look at that and, like, pick Devin Taves as the one you want to get rid of.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, it's just horrible. It's horrible cap management. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. And, and I mean, like, it's the exact same sort of thing with that Marlowe team. Especially when it comes out afterwards that Justin Williams would have signed.
0: The same year, or? the same year as, as that they got Marlowe. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, of course, freaking Justin Williams was the one who scored the goal that eliminated the Leafs. Uh, uh, oh, wait, never mind. That was the year before Marlowe signed. Never mind.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> never
0: mind. That was just, I, I am, anyways. Maybe anyway, that's
1: why they didn't sign him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: like, you lose from the... You. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's just like he was... Like, I think Lou Lamorello's biggest thing was he was terrible at managing a salary cap, and that's probably, like, the most important thing that, like, you need for a t- for someone like the Leafs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? With, like, especially coming up and stuff when you're trying to add pieces on. and. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, it's just... It's horrible. And it really fucked them because it's like, if you don't do that, you know, you you have that 12th overall pick. And then if you don't have to do that, you know, then maybe if you do decide to trade Kapanen, you're able to then get another first round pick. So you have a 12th and 15th overall pick. You have two legitimately solid prospects in the system, you know, rather than having to, you know, having to trade Kapanen just to recoup that asset.
0: Mm-hmm. basically yeah anyways like what else you got on your list
1: um so i i mean i could go farther but basically what the what it boils down to for me um is yeah it's just that you know lula Amarello, horrible cat management uh he and so i kind of have this in limbo i guess in between And it was Frederick Anderson. And the reason why it's in between is not because of how Frederick Anderson has played the last couple of years. It's just the shift that they made when they traded for Frederick Anderson. So what I'm getting at basically is that I wonder, and it feels kind of like looking back now, and this is sort of what's been driving me insane, is I feel like the Leafs rushed into this. I feel like they got Austin Matthews. They got Mitch Marner. They got William Nylander. And then they were like, all right, let's buy now. And then they traded a first and a second round pick for Frederick Anderson, signed him on, and then they just started buying. At every deadline, they traded away second round picks for fourth line centers. Yeah. They didn't at any point trade JVR Tyler
0: Bozak. Oh my God! Looking back at those like Brian Boyle and like yeah Thomas Placanitz trades is just like what was the point in any of this? Yeah. When you meanwhile well, you have a blue line that was like legitimately like awful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Like, oh, oh my God! Yeah, that's another thing I could break up. Yeah, he literally didn't help the blue line at all. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's big additions to the blue line were Roman Polak and Ron Hainsey. Oh, shiver me timbers. (laughs) Like he wasn't good for the blue line at all. And I mean, Dubis in three years after was able to add Jake Muzzin, (sighs) TJ Brody, and obviously Justin Hall, Mm -hmm. you know, completely re redesigned the blue line.
0: Oh Yeah. Like if you look at the Dubas at the sorry at the blue line from when uh, this not the season before Dubas took over to now it's just like night and day. Like it's like it's very good. Like what was it this year? They were like a top ten defense in the league, probably better than that. Mm -hmm. And like yeah. I'm yeah. And then, like, I don't understand how, like, you look at that and people are like, oh, Dubas still isn't the guy for the job. Like, like, whatever happened this year had nothing to do with, like, what Dubis did or didn't do. Like, I've said this, I don't know how many times now, but all it is, is it comes down to their top two players combining for one goal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is something that Charter you don't score.
0: Yeah. Which is something that you don't bank on at all. Like that's nothing yeah. like, like that, that's no fault of anybody's, but, but them, but their own fault, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. And I mean, so you have that. Yeah. And like, also people don't like to use it, but you know, our fucking $11 million captain who's our second line center went him. down in game 1.
0: He played what 2 minutes in a yeah. game of the series? Yeah, like 10 minutes in. And just he's... a freak accident too, which is yeah. like what which is what like sucks the most about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like the the yeah. fact that it was like a freak accident, something that was so like like you've never seen happen before.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's just like <sighs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, it just—it just really freaking sucks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and yeah, that was pretty much the crux. Kind of look back now that the Leafs rushed mm-hmm. um, the rebuild at the
0: end. There. Yeah, I can get behind that. Uh-
1: it feels like if they took a year or two more picks. And things like that, like traded JVR, traded Bozak and stuff. Like, maybe Gardner. T- far ahead now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, because I went back and I looked at, like, the Blackhawks and stuff like that. Their first cup team had uh, tons of players that they grew and, like, developed. Like, Seabrook, yeah. Keith, all these sorts of guys that they drafted, like, eight years before they won. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's like I mean, like I understand wanting to like make like a winning culture like a thing as early on in their careers as possible, mm-hmm. but I think there's a bit of a like you have to do a bit of a balancing act with it as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like that's the only thing, really. And and my thought was even okay, like like because I thought about that too, and it was like, all right, well, I mean, well, you're gonna get the first overall pick at all these guys, and immediately start selling off. It's like, okay, so maybe they should have traded a JVR or something like that, you know, in the summer of 2015, once Lou Lamorello took over, you know, or like
0: throughout that season. Unless they saw, yeah, because they only were Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Especially, especially in the tank year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. The
1: 2015, 16 season. It's mm-hmm. like they traded Phil Castle. He ended up moving. And then they just Dion kind of stopped at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Dion Phaneuf return to looking back at it, like, I, I mean, I think it's more about getting rid of the
0: contract, but like, uh, it's a pretty underwhelming return. I just remember like it was Jared Cowan and like, what's his <laughs> name? The one who almost cost us last place because he just decided to be good with the Leafs. Colin Greening. Colin Greening. yeah. And then there's Milan McCulloch who played like a yeah. few games. <laughs>
1: Yeah, right. And and we got Tobias Lindbergh and
0: a second round pick. Wasn't Milan McCulloch Matthews? Was he on Matthews's line when he got the four goals? I think so. Maybe. No, no. I
1: think it was Hyman. Or was it Hyman, 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 Hyman Nylander?
0: Did.
1: I'm pretty oh. sure it was Hyman Nylander. Because
0: I think he was on the ice for one of them, but like he probably just happened to be there or something.
1: Yeah, like he might have like, been.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He might have been for one of them.
0: I'm yeah. not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: know. I, I know he played, I think a couple games that early on that year and then just never played just, again. got
0: sent down to the Marlies again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, also another uh, little knock on Lou Lamorello. He, uh, he traded Connor for Haggie.
0: Yeah. Oh, fuck part him. of that. <laughs> and part of that stupid uh, trade for Michael Grabner.
1: Yeah. Who turned it? Who did nothing? Literally yeah. nothing.
0: They didn't even trade him at the deadline. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's another. Oh, I could go off. Like, and and this is why I think you should have traded someone like Chavia Heart. Like, their best move was the Roman Polak trade. <laughs> Basically, Roman Polak, Reimer, Spauling, and Morin for Ben Smith, Alex Stalock, a third and two seconds in Rafi Torres, which Raffi they used Torres. one of those seconds mm-hmm. to trade for uh, Frederick Anderson, anyways. So. Mm hmm.
0: James Reimer got us Freddie Anderson.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, he, uh, like, like he just uh, I mean, Dana Winnick was a nice haul. That was a really nice haul, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it just feels like thinking back now, like they could have taken it a year or two slower and just mm-hmm. I don't know and just what's done that, better.
0: What's that saying? Slow and steady wins the race.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly hmm and I mean but like, I understand
0: they, like like back in like their first year of like Matthews Marner Nylander like they were like doing really well and like expectations like were low but they were like bashing through them and stuff and being competitive I understand wanting to like reward the guys on the ice for that mm-hmm. but like at the same like, like I said before it's a balancing act right
1: yeah yeah exactly like mm-hmm. I don't know yeah it just it feels like they just i don't know yeah it, it yeah it, it just feels like they uh
0: it's unfortunate but
1: yeah thinking back to it mm-hmm. i mean i mean i know it's like years in the past like nothing i say now will ever change it but mm-hmm. it's just i don't know it's something to think about i think and it's mm-hmm. been bothering me
0: so much and i had to just say it yeah all right got anything else you wanna you wanna say about about Uh, this topic no that's all all right so i guess that's all we got for today uh we've already been going for almost an hour so it's turned out to be a pretty good episode Uh, i wasn't sure how much content we'd have but this just turned out pretty well uh so yeah follow us on twitter at new era leafs to keep in touch with when episodes are dropping and any more content coming from new era leafs um Follow me on Twitter at kanji 98 and follow Gordon on Twitter at RideThePine89. And I guess we will see you next week. <laughs>